0: Hi friends, you're listening to Midlife Plot Twists. I'm your host, Lucy Baber. This podcast is for anyone who's gotten to their 30s, 40s or 50s and realized life isn't always as linear as we expected. Tune in monthly as I interview guests about their own midlife plot twists and hear how they've navigated all of life's unexpected twists and turns. Hey everybody, it's Lucy Baber here and I have a guest on today that I'm really excited about. We've known each other for a few years and a lot has changed in your life since we initially (laughs) met Ashley, but this is my friend, Ashley, um, Ashley Adams Duncan, and I am actually just going to like turn it over to you right now, (laughs) Ashley, and you can introduce yourself Um, specifically. I'd love to know all of the. Well, maybe not all. Some of the changes that have come up in your life over the past couple of years and uh what has led to your current career.
1: Okay. Okay. Oh my goodness. Do we have that much time? Like, we got so-
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: Um, hi everybody. My name is Ashley Adams Duncan. Yeah, wow. So yeah, Lucy, we've known each other for several years. And I think when we like became you know, when we, when we got to meet each other was like right at the cusp of all these things kind of happening.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, we probably met in, I'm going to say like 2016 or 17. Yeah. I think it was like 2017. Probably. Yeah. So we, uh, a mutual friend introduced us, our friend Khalif, shout out to Khalif. Um, (laughs) he, uh, introduced us because I was doing my 100 black dads photography project and, we took some photos of you and your dad.
1: Yeah. Which was amazing. I still, (laughs) I treasure those photos so much. Oh, you have no idea how much I love those photos. Um, definitely a daddy's girl and (laughs) the world to me, but yeah, yeah. So we took those photos and then I, and I believe those photos were like 2018. Um, and then, right. Yeah. (laughs) And it was in, it was in my dad's basement, which is even funnier. Um, (laughs) and then like, right. You know at the end of that year is when i met well not met because we had known each other we've been friends forever, but not mm. met so that's the wrong word but i our relationship transitioned into uh into a romantic one um and now he's my husband so
0: so, so this was uh not khalif or your dad <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah to be to be clear jesus um <laughs> this is, this is my husband, Kirk. <laughs> at
1: the end of that year, our relationship, you know, became a romantic one. And along with him came four amazing kids. So yeah. I went from single with no children to in a relationship with four children, mm-hmm. um, at very, you know, distinct points of their lives. They were three, four, 11 and 15. Wow. When I came into their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, quite a lot, quite a jump into responsibility. Mm-hmm. We were you know we let's see we moved from Philly to Delaware, bought our first house together. we were engaged you know three days after we <laughs> after we settled on our house. Wow. Um, I know what is that? It was crazy he, he did it, he, it was it was all part of his master plan. He surprised me at a housewarming for our mm-hmm. new house, which was great. And then yeah, we were engaged and you know, married last year. So that, that was a, a huge transition in itself, uh, becoming, you know, becoming a mom and taking on that responsibility. And, you know, we have 50-50 custody of all of our children. So, you know, I, I jumped in head first and that's the thing, you know, I'm, those are my kids and mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten in this for anything less than that. Um, but, you know, in between mm-hmm. us getting engaged and buying a house and getting married, uh, my mother passed away in 2020 at the end of 2020, not COVID related, which is, you know, kind of crazy. Um, cause that's, you know, when you, when you talk about 2020, that's all you think about is COVID. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, a month after, no, at the same month of her funeral, my best friend's mom passed away, Ugh. who was like another mom to me. Let's see. A month after that, my best friend was diagnosed with breast cancer.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And then
1: she passed away July of 2021, which was two weeks before our wedding. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And then two days after she passed away, my father had a medical crisis. He was in the hospital. And then he, um, he got out of the hospital literally two days before our wedding and was oh able gosh. to walk me down the aisle. So, I mean, oh my gosh. wow. And then somewhere in between all that, I changed my career. <laughs>
0: yeah so, whoa
1: yeah. yeah crazy crazy
0: four years it's been it's it's been insane and yeah I mean the hits the hits kind of keep coming oh, um yeah. yeah but but that is a lot of coming to terms with you know just the facts of life in a very short amount of time yes you know a lot of mourning and celebration all mixed together And, um, my understanding is, uh, I forget. Do you, do you have siblings?
1: I do. I have, uh, two older brothers, way older. Um, they are 16 years older than me and 21 years older than me.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, but it's just from, from the outside, it seemed like you were pretty heavily involved in, uh, all of the arrangements after your mother passed away. Is that correct?
1: Yes, yeah, so my brothers and I share my dad. Okay, uh, I gotcha. was my mother's only child. And gotcha. I was raised like an only child because by the time I came along, you know, my brother, my brother joined in the military. Um, he's a Navy man, mm-hmm. recently retired a few years ago. But he joined the Navy at 18 and he was gone. And mm-hmm. you know, my oldest brother was 21. So he was already, you know, it's funny. My brother had a daughter before my dad did. <laughs> so my niece is actually older than me. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. But he was, you know, he's grown, living his own life. And I was raised, you know, by myself with my parents. And I had a magical relationship with my parents. I, you know, I couldn't have written it better. They were incredible. They were, of course, my parents and an amazing, you know, role models. But they became my best friends yeah. um, when, you know, as I got older, especially my mom. I talked to her 10 times a day at minimum. Mm. Um, (laughs) And, you know, she was such a huge part of my life. And then she passed away and she passed away so suddenly Mm. um, that it caught, I mean, it was like, you got whiplash. Um, My my mother was a breast cancer survivor. Mm -hmm. She uh, originally got breast cancer when I was about 11. Um, She went into remission. She fought it, went into remission for 20 years, Lucy, 20 years.
0: Wow. Wow. And then
1: it came back in 2018 a little bit. And then, you know, we were kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop because, you know, once and they had found it somewhere else. Mm. Um, and, and once it moves, you know, you're like, OK, all right, it moved now. So we're going to have to battle this. Yeah. Forward. Um, and in 2020, you know, she got her PET scan, uh, came back, you know, that it had it had traveled and we were like, OK, all right. So where do we go from here? And, you know, not to, to go all into the medical aspects of it, but basically some, it, it caused a failure in another organ and that mm-hmm. caused her kidneys to fail. And that's what ultimately, you know, took her life. Um, oh. But it happened within the span of like two weeks. Oh. Like it was so quick. She went into the hospital because she was dehydrated. And that following week they called us and told us that, you know, she had to be put on hospice. It was, it was bonkers. Um, but yeah, it was like you know, I, I she we got her home on hospice on a Saturday. She passed away on a Tuesday. On that Tuesday, wow. So I did not have time to even wrap my mind around it. And when yeah. she passed away, you know, being the being the the baby, the only you know the only child, quote unquote, and the girl, I think my parents always believed that I would be the one to be in charge of everything.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and they did make me aware, you know, we have a will, we have this, we have that, and it's in this drawer and boom. But I, you know, they prepared the best that they could, but they didn't have the right information. Mm. Um, and my parents were always the, the financially sound ones, you know, they were the responsible ones. They were the ones that always had their, you know, financial ish (laughs) together. Yeah. 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 And when my mom passed away, it was a huge wake up call for me because she had a life insurance policy, which I knew, but it was minimum, right? It was minimal. Mm -hmm. Um, it was enough to cover her cremation, which was $6,000 alone. Wow. Um, and a few other things, but then, you know, my dad is kind of left like, we're, we're grieving. And this is my dad's partner of almost 40 years. Um, my mother, you know, my best friend. And we're trying to figure out, okay, well, now what do we do with her car? Do yeah. we have it repoed and then it messes up my dad's credit? Can he pay for it? What do we do with this? And this debt has to be paid and this has to be paid. And, you know, What about this? And, oh, well, she has social security, by the way, when someone passes away, social security literally hands you a check for $225, (laughs)
0: 225,
1: all these years that she was paying into social security. That's what they give us. Um, what do we do? Does her pension go to daddy? Does like, what do we do with bank accounts? Right. All this stuff. And now my dad's left having to pay for a second car. He's having to pay for the mortgage, um, by himself, like all these things that luckily for my dad, it was feasible, Mm -hmm. but you know, a proper life insurance policy would have taken care of the mortgage, the car, um, all these things. And it turns out that at one point they did have proper life insurance coverage. Um, but you know, it was a 30 year policy they had it for 30 years. And then after 30 years, the policy ended, the term ended. And my mom had had breast cancer at that point. My dad had, you know, several health problems and they were uninsurable after that. So the only choice that they had was to get a small policy for burial, oh. quote unquote. And that's what they had. Oh, and like Ashley. I said, yeah, I mean, it's just, I know it's like, it's, it, it's not the happiest of of things to talk about at all, but it definitely kind of like woke me up Um, at this point. Right. You know, I have now four children. I have, you know, when my mom passed away, I have a fiance, um, Mm -hmm. you know, soon to be husband. And it really started my wheels turning like, okay, you know, what could they have done better? um, When, if I were to pass away suddenly, what, what would I want my kids to go through and not go through? Like, how would I for them to be taken care of. Like, would it have helped me if we could have paid the mortgage off and, um, you know, paid all the bills and then had something left over? Like, oh my gosh, yes, that would have been incredible. I could have grieved properly and not worry about, you know, bills. Dad, dad could have, you know, not worried about paying this off and it's stressful. It's, and that's the last thing you want to think about. So (laughs) at that time, I just happened to get a phone call from, um, and you know, Kirk and I had gotten life insurance policies when we decided that we were, you know, definitely planning to get married one day and we were going to buy a house together. We decided to get life insurance policies through New York life, Mm -hmm. you know, and we had had them since 2019 and I got a phone call. This was, I think in October. So it was after my mom's funeral. Um, I get a phone call from a guy named Chris, see a play shout out my boss. <laughs> and he was telling me that he had taken over my account from a, from our agent, our agent had left the business or what have you moved on. Um, and he took over the account and he just called to introduce himself. Like, Hey, you know, I'm now your agent, you know, just letting you know. And I was like, cool. Nice to meet you. Great. You know, bye. <laughs> Cause I really, I was too, I, I didn't care. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, whatever, as long as we have it. Um, and then he had, he called back maybe a week later and was like, Hey, you know, I'm building a team. Um, I'm building my own team. I got promoted to partner. Um, and you know, I, I was just calling around to see if you know anyone that may be interested in joining the business and a light bulb went off for me. And I was like, Hmm, you know what? I think I may have someone for you. And he was like, Who? I was like me. And he was like, Okay. <laughs> And we, uh, we hopped on a zoom and we talked and I told him, you know, what was going on and just, you know, I was like, I need to broaden my knowledge of all of this stuff so that this doesn't happen to, you know, me, my children or anyone else for that matter. Like, I don't think we talk enough about this stuff. Oh no, no, we don't. It's like, by the time you need it, you can't get it. Mm -hmm. Um, and we just kind of like push it off until, you know, forties, fifties, sixties, when you really start thinking about your mortality. And sometimes by then it's too late. Like I said, my mom had already had breast cancer, you know, by the time she was in her sixties and several significant health issues. And, you know, by then it's either your premiums, either astronomical or you're uninsurable period. Um, And it's something that, you know, I think needs to be talked about just like health insurance. Right. Um, car insurance, it's something that should be a normal conversation and people definitely need to know about. So, you know, long story short, I, I wound up joining his team and joining New York life and, um, you know, have made it my goal to make sure everyone at least has the basic information, you know, mm-hmm. life insurance is affordable, you know, and the younger you are, the more affordable it is. It's not just for burial, <laughs> It is not just for burial. It is for, you know, all these things. It can protect mortgages and cars and kids education. And it's a way to pass down wealth. And it just, it, it has literally been an amazing journey, um, learning about all these things, um, and the ways that I can impact people financially. I love money. I don't know, you know, I, I, (laughs) I don't know a better way to say it. I love money. I love talking about money. Um, and I love teaching people how to, build wealth and use certain things to their advantages. Yes. You know, like we have to protect ourselves and we have to protect our kids. Um, and, and, you know, whoever we leave behind and that's the easiest way to do it.
0: Yeah, I, I maybe you've uh, seen this a lot or encountered this. I, I've always kind of felt like life insurance is like the, the thing that the adults who figured every other part of their lives out have. <laughs> You know, like it's that high level of adulting that, like, most people, if you like, casually mention it, especially like in in your twenties and thirties, everybody's like, "Oh yeah, I need to get around to that." And unless you've had a job that makes it really easy to sign up, I think most people just never really deal with it until they go through a phase of life where they've had they have to look at it more closely. But like you said, a lot of times by that point there's, a, there's a lot of lost time and a lot of lost opportunity because you've kind of waited it's it, similar to, um, retirement, you know, We yes. so like pounded into us. You have to start early, but a lot of people are scraping their pennies together. So thinking about that, like higher level stuff just feels difficult until they're really forced to. Absolutely. And you know, what's funny, it's like you, you said, like, it's like that thing that people that have all their
1: other ducks in a row, you know, put in place, mm-hmm. but it's actually the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's the financial foundation. So I talk a lot about, you know, financial plans and financial planning and financial houses, right? Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things to like, you know, talk to people about is, you know, a good house can't stand without a strong foundation, Mm -hmm. And your financial foundations are all those things that protect everything else that you're trying to build, right? We talk about wealth and, you know, when we talk about it, we talk about property, buying property. We talk about 401ks and, you know, all of our stocks and investments and these things that look really pretty, right? They're these things that like, you know, it's like living room furniture. You want people to walk through and be like, oh, that's pretty. Oh, I like that. Oh, that painting on the wall. Where'd you get that? You know, like that's, that's those things that we like to talk about when we, when we think about wealth, when we discuss wealth, but none of that is protected unless you have a solid, You know, based, you know, to work off of. And that's where that comes in. That's your health insurance. Mm -hmm. That's your car insurance, right? Like that's your life insurance. These are basic things that you need to put in place first to protect all that stuff that you work so hard for. Yes. And I think sometimes like we think about life insurance when we hear insurance, that's, and that's the thing. Like when we hear insurance automatically, like dollar signs start flipping yeah. in our minds because health insurance is insane <laughs> and car insurance. Oh my God. Don't even get me started with car insurance. Sometimes car insurance is like a car payment. It's high. Yeah. Why. yeah. Um, but life insurance is the opposite. It's, it's, it's beyond affordable, you know, when you, especially if you get it when you're young and healthy, um, of course, you know, if you have some health issues or you're, you're older, then that's where you kind of see some premiums that are a little higher, mm-hmm. but it's affordable and it, it's, you know, flexible. It's not like a one size fits all policy, you know, you put it in and then it's set it and forget it and you never talk about it again. Like it's one of those things that can bend and flex with you, Mm-hmm. you can change, you can adjust, you can, you know, oh, okay. You know, this premium's too high. Well, let's lower the amount. And then you pay less of a premium. What's important is that you have something in place, like, especially for, you know, those of us, Lucy, like you and I with kids, mm-hmm. um, or even young adults. Um, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story. Um, this is something that I talk about with my clients, my friend that I talked about the one that passed away from, um, from breast cancer, Mm -hmm. you know, healthy 33 year old woman. Um, We had been talking about life insurance and this is after, you know, Kirk and I had gotten our life insurance Mm -hmm. through New York life and her and I had just, you know, talked about it. And I was like, you know, it doesn't seem like it's important because, you know, you don't have any kids, you don't have a mortgage, what have you, but if something were to happen to you, who would be in charge of taking care of your expenses? Mm -hmm. And she was like, my mom and my sister. And I'm like, well, wouldn't it be nice to have something in place just in case, you know, so that they wouldn't have to worry about it or heaven forbid, we'd have to put a GoFundMe up yeah. you know, for you. Um, yeah. And she was like, you know what? You're right. So she wound up getting a small policy through another company. It wasn't through New York Life, but it was through another company. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2020. That was in April of 2020. It was right after her birthday. And then, like I said, you know, she passes away the following year. This is a healthy 33 year old woman. Several months after she gets life insurance, she's diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. Wow. Um, out of nowhere, you know, didn't see that coming. And then she passed away, you know, eight months after the diagnosis. Wow. So it just, you know, your health changes, your health can change at the drop of a dime. And that's, you know, that's my prime example. Yeah. She, she spent more time in the gym than almost anyone that I know, <laughs> Mm-hmm. um and she was just I mean full of life full of energy I would have the, the the girl never got a cold you
0: mm-hmm. know like
1: <laughs> so yeah things happen things happen and and you got to put that in place first oh and the reason that I brought that up is because you know when she passed away now I you know I circled back I realized why I brought that up I was <laughs> rambling for a second the when she um when she passed away I was able to go to her sister and say hey I know the agent, uh, you know, your sister had a life insurance policy worth this much. And I know the agent that put it in the place. I'm going to call her. And she met us at the house that day, Wow! you know, and got that process started for her sister, which is just, there's so much like power in that. And being able to help someone that, that means so much to me and be like, Hey, your debts are taken care of Yeah. you know, don't worry about money. Here you go. You know, she had this in place for you. So like, even if you don't have kids, who, who do you leave behind? Who has to figure all this out if something were to happen to you? And oh, even, yeah. you know, even those of us that are young, things happen. It's not yeah. something I to
0: think about, but you know, it's, it's life. I, I'm not sure um, you might've seen on social media, but my, my dad actually passed away last fall. And it really, like, it was, I always, again, being the eldest daughter, I always knew that I would be stepping into this role at some point to help whoever was left, you know, put all the rest of the pieces together. Right. But it really, it really is such a backwards process. Um, All of the things that unfold within the week or two after a person dies, it's so infuriating because it's all like, well, you have to wait for, the death certificates to do X, oh. Y, and Z. And you have to uh, go to this place before you can go to this other place. And um, thankfully the funeral home that we use provided a, basically a, a caseworker to help my mom navigate that process. But I, I'm not even sure. I don't, I don't know if, if my dad, I still don't know if my dad had life insurance. What I do know, I'm pretty sure he did not because he was probably in that uninsurable spot by the time that my mom got her policy but what i do know is that my mom is still young enough to to be working she's not retired yet and she and my dad did not um he was on disability mm-hmm. and so there was a lot of piecing financial contributions together in order to cover the bare minimum in order to I mean, my mom is still working, so she still has her income, but you know, things like getting access to the person who passes away their pension, getting access to even that those social security checks, because he was on disability, all of these pieces required tracking down and weeks to months of just waiting. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and all of the things that are kind of on autopilot while you're alive require a different set of paperwork. Or after you pass right. it right. doesn't stay on autopilot and that was the piece that I didn't really I hadn't thought about and um and because of that it just it, it really would have been so such a blessing to have a check cut yes <laughs> you know that could cover a lot of that right off the bat and and I you know even I, I I should have had my facts straight. I I really don't remember if he had life insurance or not. I know that there was enough to cover his funeral expenses from whatever source that might've been. It might've been (laughs) any life insurance policy. But um, even that was was in October. And even since October, my mom has since come to me. Maybe this is divulging too much information on her part, but she's since come to me and said, oh, I just got to notice that my 30 years- on whatever, or, or my term, whatever oh, it, is. Maybe it was 15 right. is up and I need to make some decisions and I can't afford it now because I'm on this really fixed budget and the premium that they told me it's going to turn over to is too right. high. And so, yeah, I mean, in the same way that you're talking about, like life insurance is flexible. It also changes and that those, whatever that term is, you know, it, it's going to creep up on you quicker than you think. Right.
1: Right. And I think, you know, that was part of, first of all, Lucy, and I know I've said this before, but I'm sorry about your dad. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it, it, it's a club that, you know, once you're in it, you're in it and no one wants to be a part of it. (laughs) And it's terrible. There's, there's, there's honestly no real getting over losing your parents. I don't, I don't think it ever goes away. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think I literally, I cried at Disney, Lucy. I cried at Disney World in Epcot because As we were going towards my mother's favorite country in and I lost it in Disney happiest place in the world and I'm like oh I'm sorry <laughs> I'm like my mom loved Mexico like, <laughs> like, ridiculous I need a margarita like <laughs> um but it's it's definitely it's 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 beyond difficult and something that would be frustrating under normal circumstances, having to, yeah, you have to get this form in order to be this. And, and mm-hmm. get, I think it was closing my mom's bank account that I almost cursed the woman out. <laughs> I, was, I was at my wits end because it's frustrating under normal circumstances, but I just lost my mother yeah, and nice. I'm trying to, you know, be normal and function while I'm grieving so hard and I hadn't been sleeping and I go into a bank and I'm not going to say which one, cause I'm not going <laughs> to do that, but I'm like, Hey, I need to close, you know, my mother's bank account and here's the death certificate. And here's this. Yes, I am her beneficiary. It's on the paperwork. Here you go. Um, and she was like, Oh, you need to go down to city hall and get this. And then you need to go here. And I'm like, What? Whoa. I said, every other account, I've been able to walk in and say here, here's the death certificate. Yeah, well, we don't do that. And I was like, hmm. what? I just got up and walked out because I was like, I mm-mm, nope. <laughs> but it's like, you're, height- you're heightened already. Yeah. You're already dealing with too much. And then to run around and do all these things. And to be completely honest, if my mom had life insurance, those things could have taken a backseat. I wouldn't have worried about them so much, but instead, I'm worried about paying off this car and making sure the funeral home is paid and, Mm -hmm. you know, doing this and this, uh, you know, getting flowers and all these things that you have to take care of. And it's just like, oh my God, oh my God, this, this, this absolutely would have been made easier. And It's not my mom's fault. You know, absolutely. No percent. Like, you know, like I said, it's like having that knowledge. Right. So like your mom, she got a term policy. Mm -hmm. Term policies are great. Right. They're temporary coverage. They're there for a term. You know, whether that be 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, some companies do 30 year policies. Um, We don't for that very reason. (laughs) But, um, you know, it's there for when your responsibilities are the highest. Right. So like you and I. I have a term policy, you know, you know, your kids are young as well. So it's like you put this high death benefit in right Mm -hmm. for a minimum, a minimal premium. And you know, that death benefit takes care of, I mean, for me, I'll use me as an example, my mortgage, my cars, it will take care of all four children's college expenses. Wow. Um, And also let my husband grieve. Mm -hmm. That's something that we don't think about too, right? If something were to happen to me, The last thing that I want my husband worrying about is going to work to pay bills. Oh yeah. not going to be able to function. Yeah. Um, You know, so I have enough in life insurance that all of that is taken care of. And then some, it also provides my income. What I make every year coming into, you know, my husband, my kids' lives to make sure that the lifestyle we've all gotten used to continues. Right. Right. And that's important to me. Like, I don't want them to have to, sell the house like anything. I just want to make sure that everything is taken care of for as long as it can be until my husband can, you know, get through to the other side of grief and, you know, move forward. Um, And I think that's very important. However, there's a downside to just having term coverage. Mm -hmm. And my parents, you know, experienced this firsthand. Your mom is experiencing this now Mm -hmm. is that especially for those longer terms, like the 30 year terms, if you get a policy at 30 years old, by the time that policy is up, you're now 60. So your premium, for example, can go from $26 a month to now three, 400. Yeah. Because uh, you're 30 years older and then throw in there whatever health issues you may have in your sixties, right? Because, you know, as we age, our bodies age, like it is what it is, things happen. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, In order to get another policy, your premium is going to be astronomical. And the way most term policies work is that, you know, they stay the same for that amount of term, whatever those years are. And then if you choose to keep that policy enforced, your premium goes up every year. So eventually you're going to be paying some astronomical, you know, monthly payments if you if you decide to keep that term Mm -hmm. now this is where that information, that, that knowledge of, um, you know, different types of insurance and what you can do comes into play. And also what company you're with, because that also makes a a difference. Some companies don't offer the other kind of insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, there's whole life insurance. Mm -hmm. So whole life is the type of insurance that covers you for your entire life, right. to age 100, the premium is a little higher, but you know, it stays the same for your entire life. You don't have to worry about it ending and going up after 30 years. Right. Um, Whatever health you're at when you're approved for that kind of policy, that's the health that you stay at the whole time. It does not go up. And I mean, there's also, you know, other benefits to a whole life policy. It builds wealth for you. It builds a cash value while it's in place and you can borrow against that tax-free, penalty-free. So there's other little bonuses about whole life. But had my parents had that knowledge, Had I known about this, you know, 20 years ago and been able to tell them, you know, with our company, with New York Life, you can convert from a term policy into a whole life policy. Mm -hmm. So you can put that, you know, temporary coverage in place and cover all these major things that you need to cover for 10, 20 years. And then before that term is over, you convert into a whole life. And once that term is done, you get rid of that. Now, expensive insurance, right. and you stick with your whole life, and then you have that. And my parents had, you know, a hundred thousand dollars even in a whole life policy when they were 50, 60 years old. That would have done a lot. That would have, that would have went really far. Yeah. Uh, when my mom passed away. And, you know, with our whole life policies, they, um, like I said, they build a cash value, but the death benefit also grows over time as well. So that hundred thousand dollars would have been a little more than that. And that would have been able to take care of the cars and, you know, maybe not the whole mortgage, but it would have taken a lot off my dad's plate. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's literally I, just having that info.
0: Yeah, I think, I think the other thing, I mean, the thing is, I, I feel like most people, let's, let's say most people by the time they're 40 years old. Mm -hmm. have heard this at some point, whether it's through an employer who's offered life insurance or, you know, when, when we bought a house, um, the life insurance was brought up as well. And that's where we got the term policy from, but the thing that I didn't know when I was 30 and now I know having watched my own parents go through it is when you're, when you're, I'm just going to keep using the example, 30 years old, you assume at 60, you will be financially. Oh, spent, yes. Right. You will yes. have been working all these years at some lovely organization that is going to set you up for success. This is like, what has. <laughs> this is the story that's been passed down to us. Absolutely. And again, this podcast is called midlife plot twists. We <laughs> exclusively talk about all of the ways that, uh, life can get essentially derailed from that track. And I think a lot of people in their 60s now are realizing like, oh crap, like all of these things I thought would be in place, either it is in place, but it took so much work. And now I'm staring down, you know, retirement age and I'm trying to wind things down. That is like the least convenient time to then be hit with a three or $400 a month bill or you know, I'll be fine. fine. Right. Exactly. It's like, Oh, Oh, that money will magically appear, but like, (laughs) no, but I, I just, I had no idea how, what the numbers were before watching my mom go through this process. You know, in my mind, it was just like imaginary, like monopoly money and it all just (laughs) kind of magically like fits together and you can pay all your bills and everything is fine. But like seeing the numbers on paper, I realized like, I am not even positive where my mom's going to get the money for groceries once she retires. Um, let alone all these other higher level things, uh, to be hit with a three or $400 a month bill on top of that, that was not planned for previously because you lost track because it was 15, 30 years ago when you made this plan, uh, is just impossible. And I just, I don't, I don't think most people prior to watching their parents go through that realize what the numbers even look like and how big of a hit that would be to change Absolutely. at that point in your life.
1: Absolutely. Not only that though, it's like, I feel like we, and, and again, the same thing we've been taught that like, we'll build up enough that, you know, whoever's left behind will definitely have money you know to bury us or to do this or you know i'm leaving i'm leaving this and i'll give i'll give an example so cuz oh my god <laughs> my life is insane mm-hmm. um my father was recently diagnosed with dementia mm-hmm. so on top of everything else right yeah. yeah it's just happy happy podcast right now this is a happy <laughs> episode um but you know like i said my father did really well you know he he has several incomes coming in in retirement because you know he was military he was a prison warden so he has that state pension and social security and all this stuff right and he he did it right you you should have at least two three or four uh sources of income in retirement checks coming in every month right that's the and he did it he did it he did what he was supposed to do and you know he's done you know he does pretty well um, for having a fixed income, right? Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> again, he has minimal life insurance, very, very minimal life insurance. And now he has um a disease that one day, most likely, will require full-time care. Right. Um, and either his money goes completely to paying for that, because I don't know um, if you are aware of how expensive. Nursing home care is. Oh yeah, but in Delaware alone, it's average six thousand dollars a month. Oh, right? oh. exactly. So either all of his income goes to pay for that, and my brothers and I supplement that, you know, mm-hmm. additional, or, um, you know, Medicaid. No Medicare requires that you be under a certain level in income. So what most people have to do is they have to spend all of their money and I'm talking retirement accounts, um, everything. They yeah. have to spend down everything that they worked hard for their entire lives to now qualify for assistance. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly what happens. We're living longer. That's just the reality. And you no matter how much you have saved up for reti- retirement, you know, unless it's in the tens of millions. The reality is that eventually that money is going to end right. at some point. Now, whether that's through paying for home care or what have you, you don't know, but the likelihood in most of us, right, You know, that aren't millionaires and billionaires, mm-hmm. having anything left over at the end of it is, is unlikely because that mm-hmm. has to sustain you through your entire retirement years. And most of us, what, we retire at 65. Mm-hmm you know, we're talking another 20, 20 years, at least at the very least. Yep. Um, and if you live any longer than that, I mean, that's money does not spread as, uh, as long as we think it does.
0: (laughs) Oh no. And it's getting worse, you know, with inflation and all of that. So absolutely. Absolutely. And then the threat
1: of social security, not really being around (laughs) (laughs) by the time we get to retirement age. Yep.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and the, the frustrating other piece, um, that you alluded to is that by the time a person gets diagnosed with, let's say dementia, they may or may not even be mentally capable of sorting out their affairs for the person who needs to care for them next.
1: Absolutely. I mean, luckily, you know, after my mom passed away, my father and I decided to, you know, look, revisit his will. Cause it was like from the eighties, like oh, I was, yeah. I was a yep. baby. Um, <laughs> so we revisited his will and did all of that and, you know, discussed power of attorney and all those things. So I'm, I'm lucky that we got those things done when we did, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're right. I mean, how many of us have those things in place? Yeah. Especially and, and those of us in this age,
0: how many of us actually do that? Right. And in addition, I mean, how many of us have a point person? to kind of tap us on the shoulder as life changes to say, Hey, you know, like I'm invested enough in your life to know that like you did just have another baby or you did just have somebody in your household pass away or, um, you know, your assets have changed. I'd like to uh, revisit this or we need a different, um, plan for X, Y, and Z, you know? And I, I, I have found, you know, as annoying as it was in my twenties and thirties, having this, like, you know, I think a lot of us millennials and and younger, uh, want to avoid the customer service people at all costs. (laughs) Um, so it felt annoying to have this person kind of like tap tap. Do you need a check-in on, you know, this level of insurance or this part of your coverage? Uh, now I'm like, oh gosh, if only someone would tap me on the shoulder because I don't even know where to start and life is too busy now for me to do that legwork on my own.
1: Oh, absolutely. I tell my clients all the time, you're going to get sick of me. (laughs) I I check in with my clients at least once a year on their policy anniversary, unless I see, you know, oh, you had a new baby and, you know, congratulations. Mm -hmm. Hey, we need to talk. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But at least once a year, I'm just like, Hey, let's sit down. Let's talk. Let's, you know, let's talk about what you already have in place. What's going on. If anything changes, do we need to revisit anything? Is there anything that, you've wanted to put in place, you know, because, you know, I, like I said, I like money, (laughs) so I don't just do insurance. You know, I do do retirement planning and, you know, long-term care and disability and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. um, which is great, but it's, it enables me to, you know, go to my clients and say, Hey, we really need to talk about all of these things, all of these things. Cause one day we hopefully, you know, fingers crossed we're going to be old. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's too late to talk about this. So we need to talk about this now. Put in place what you, you know, what you can, what you want, and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. And you, you know, your children, grandchildren, whoever are going to be thankful that you put in this little policy, you know, 40 years ago that you were like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashley's <laughs> <Actually laughs> been driving me crazy for a year, you know, <laughs> let me do this and get her off my back. But they'll be thankful and you'll be thankful. But yeah, it's it's good to have even if it's not quote unquote, a financial advisor, you know, an agent, somebody to, you know, just be that bug in your ear and be like, Hey, it's time. Mm-hmm. Hey, we need to meet. Hey, we need to talk. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever it is, just to, just to kind of remind you, cause we go about life and we, you know, we 10, 20 years go by and you completely forget because life is busy. And you know, like you and yeah. I were talking about earlier, when you have kids, it goes by even faster. Exactly. It's insane how that happens. Like, oh my gosh, you blink and they're, you know, teenagers, and you're like, whoa, what? Where did 10 years go?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it, to me, it's the same as, uh, and I, I will be clear that I am. Preaching about this thing that I aspire to, but I haven't gotten all my ducks in a row either, and you know this. Um, Oh,
1: don't think I wasn't going to stop you later (laughs) when we get off of this.
0: (laughs) But um, you know, we—I go—I still go for an annual physical exam. Uh, You take your car in for an annual checkup, you know, for inspection, (laughs) and yet we don't prioritize these annual financial check-ins. Right. Um, and, and that's where, you know, all the, the balls in the air start to drop, um, at the same time, when you, yes. when you don't, when you're not aware of like what, what's happening behind the scenes. Oh, Lucy, so, yeah. I'm definitely
1: going to use that later. Thank you. You just gave me, gave me an <laughs> moment. I'm using that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, nothing, nothing in this world, no physical, um, entity is made to last without checkups. Yes. Yes. Right. Oh, and so man. we need, we need to check in on, on all the pieces. And that is where that high level adulting comes in. Yes. And I'm still <laughs> aspiring to. <laughs> we all are. We all are.
1: That's, that's what's great about being, you know, in this age range, you know, whatever phase of life, like um, this, this is, it's funny because I specifically focus on women in our age range. Like it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, in your twenties, you kind of, you kind of screw off in your twenties. You, know? <laughs> yep. you make money, but you spend it, you know, like I, um, you know, like we were talking about, I was, I worked in the food and beverage industry since I was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. I made stupid money and I don't know where the hell any of it went. Okay? <laughs> like, I mean, just dumb crap, like just spending it just to spend it because you're in your twenties. You don't, know? I had no responsibilities. I had myself and a dog and a cat So, you know, I, I made really great money in the bar and nightclub industry, um, Mm -hmm. for years up until literally up until 2020 when everything Mm -hmm. shut down. And then I, you know, I was without a career, um, you know, and, and we just spend it wonky, whatever, but I feel like there's a certain moment in your thirties and forties where you really start to like adult and it really (laughs) starts to like hit you. And you're like, yo, wait a minute. Uh, I got to get this, this, and this together. And I love talking to, to people in that, that space because it's like, yeah, no, we, we are adult adult. We are the adultier adults. (laughs) You know, we're, we're the ones that have to provide these things and to make sure we're good because you know, our adults, our adults are now, you know, the elderly, like they're moving out of that. Right. So we have to be the ones that are responsible. And I just, I love talking to people you know like all right let's let's get these ducks in a row. It's not too late. Yeah. You know yeah. you're still at a good age. You have a lot of time. Like let's just let's just get this done now. We got to we got to stop messing around. We're not in our 20s anymore. And we got we got responsibilities. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I mean that's that's huge and I feel like you you mentioned earlier like this is this is a sad podcast. We've done quite a few sad ones, <laughs> but um but honestly that's the, that's the thing about this phase of life is that things change and you can choose to like sit and wallow in it, or you can start planning ahead and think about like all the hopeful parts that, you know, like there people say like, there's no like manual for life, but like a lot of people have done a lot of legwork for you. If you just know where to look for the resources. And this is, this is one of those things where like, there is no manual for, for life, but there are people whose job it is to help you figure out the next steps. And that doesn't have to be as intimidating as you assume it will be. Absolutely. I I love doing it. You know, I, um, I share, I share my personal
1: story with this a lot, you know, not that I'm an oversharer, you know, not that I like to overshare, but I feel like it's important to be like, yo, I am where, where so many other people have been. I am in one, I, you know, I went through one heck of a, of two years, you know, mm-hmm. life has completely, you know, done a, a 180 for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the grief is real. These things happen, you know, being at that place where you're a caretaker of children, but also a caretaker of your parents. Yeah. That's a reality for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And I chose to take all that disaster and turn it into something constructive. Yes. and jump into this business. And, you know, like I said, I was a bartender working three nights a week, you know, making great money. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I could have stayed there and made awesome money. I. That's not why I'm in this business. You know, I'm in this business to make sure that no one, at least anyone that I talk to has to go through what I went through. Even, you know, even the, the, how minuscule that frustration was financially with everything else that happened, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, on top of everything else, that's like the least of my worries now. It was like, wow, that was frustrating in the moment, have to deal with bills and this and that. But just taking that away from someone can mean the world. Yeah. And making sure that other people are not in that situation. Like, I just want everyone to know. I want everyone to have this conversation. I sit down with people all the time and I, I tell anybody that I sit down with, this is to get the information like you do not have to put in a policy today. You are under yeah. no obligation. I just want to make sure that, you know, because when you know better, you do better. Exactly. And I, I, I feel like everyone has to have this information. This information changed my life so much so that I wound up, you know, getting into this business and I'm here. <laughs> I'm a financial advisor because of it. And I love what I do. But, you know, even, even if it just makes you go, oh, because eventually, may, it, whether it be a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, you're going to be like, that's right. I got to put in life insurance because Ashley said this, or, you know, <laughs> I got to put in a disability policy because Ashley, you know, when I met with Ashley, she said this, this and this, and now I feel like, you know, I can do it or whatever. As long as you know, that's all that matters to me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Literally. I told you that um, at the end of every episode, I ask everybody the same question. Yes, I'm, I'm so excited. Ahead. So, <laughs> so it, it's, it, you can make it as hard or as easy as you want, really. <laughs> okay. um, if you could go back and tell younger Ashley, and you can Whoa. choose whichever, whichever younger Ashley this is, something that you wish you had known, what would, what would you let her know? Oh, oh, Lucy. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God.
1: There's like three different parts of me that want to answer this. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, Go for it. All right. So one, I would go back and tell Ashley from 2013 to go with the tall, bald guy (laughs) that is Khalif's brother. That one. That guy. (laughs) Yeah, just dump dump that idiot that you're with and go, <laughs> go with that guy because he's going to change your life. Absolutely would tell her that because wow, she was an idiot. Um, <laughs> would have married him sooner. Huh? Oh um, Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other one, I... Oh, this is a good one. I would go back and tell... Oh, wow. 11 year old Ashley Mm -hmm. to tell her mother to advocate for a double mastectomy instead of a single. Oh, because when it came back, it came back in her other breast. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think if they would have done that then and took her lymph nodes, she'd still be here. Wow. I'm almost positive. But that wasn't, you know, that wasn't common practice back then. Of course. But I'm almost positive she'd still be here. Wow. Um, So, yeah. And then the third one is, I think, I wish I would have joined this company 10 years ago. Mm. Um, You know, I was still a knucklehead at 25. I think we all are. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But having that financial literacy earlier. Yes. I would be in a much better place, um, in my thirties. And I think, I think most of us are there where we're like, dang, if we would have saved our money yep. or, you know, <laughs> invested in Amazon, <laughs> we'd be good right now. But honestly, <laughs> Like just having those small tools, um, putting in a whole life policy 10 years ago, I'd have, you know, this policy that I could borrow against that would be awesome now yeah. that I'd have in case of emergencies or even just, you know, putting it in this vehicle or that vehicle, like having that knowledge changes everything. It's like when you know what to do and what the outcome of that is um, and what the outcome of waiting 10 years is. Yeah. Man, you look back at you, you really start like, dang, if I would have done this, if I would have done that. So yeah, I would have (laughs) joined this company way sooner. So I would have gotten my ducks in a row way earlier. But with that being said, you know, it's never too late. Yeah. Um, Especially, you know, in this point of life, it's never too late. Something is always better than nothing. Um, And just having certain things in place is what's important. What's the most important, but yeah, definitely, definitely could kick 25 year old Ashley in
0: the butt. (laughs) (laughs) This is good stuff though. This is good. Um, Okay. So before I let you go, um, I wanted to know how can people Follow you get in touch with you if they have any questions you know what, what's all your information yes yeah, so um i do have a facebook page it
1: is ashley a adams agent with new york life um and yeah that's literally ashley a period adams <laughs> agent with new york life so that's that's one way and then i have a, uh, a call button on there that you can you can call me on facebook Cool. Um, or through Facebook, should I say, not on Facebook, through Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I mean, do people give out their phone numbers on your podcast? Is that a thing? Um,
0: I haven't yet. Let's, let's. I mean, if it's oh, on Facebook. Oh, let me do my email. Then, yeah, email's email. probably better.
1: Yeah, so if you have any like specific questions or just want to, um, you know, even schedule a meeting just to talk about mm-hmm. some of the things, uh, my email is um, a Adams 3 at ft.newyorklife.com. Um, yeah, shoot me an email. Like I said, I love to sit down with anyone, even if it's just to, you know, be a resource just to answer questions about anything financial. Um, but especially, especially life insurance, that's my passion.
0: So yeah, hit me up. Awesome. Thank you so much. This was like super informative and I hope that people will, uh, take this information and get their butt moving. Like I will be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm wagging my finger at you. right?
0: Now. <laughs> no, but thank Thank you so much. This was, this was awesome. Of course. Of course. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. This was fun. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for listening to midlife plot twists. Be sure to hit subscribe and check back monthly for each new episode. Since monthly podcasts don't automatically download. You can also follow me on Instagram at Lucy Baber and Facebook at Lucy Baber Photography to be the first to know when each new episode is released.